hey there. Welcome. Welcome to my bedroom. Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. If you are listening to the audio of this, you are in my bedroom. Uh, we had some very aggressive leaf blowing people out <laughs> outside the window. And so strong in here. So anyway, you're in my bedroom. How does it get better than that? Um, I, I love this week's topic and it was inspired by a friend of mine who got, came to visit and uh, was really, 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 really struggling with getting out of his head with money. Does anybody ever else, does anybody struggle with that? Dor Dorotea, hi Heather Lawson, hi Kinga. And a few of you uh, are subscribed to my show and you sent in questions about this and I'm so grateful. So I'm gonna talk about those today. Hi Miriam. And for those of you guys that are watching this now or in the future, um, you can participate in my live shows every week. You just have to send me your questions. Step one, subscribe to my show, which is at the top of this page. Step two, send me your questions about the topic every week and I will speak directly to your thing. Um, so this was inspired by a friend who was like head tripping about money. And my question was, has anybody else ever done that? By a show of hearts, has anybody else ever head tripped about money? And um, it was it was really cool to be around for that. It's all, I mean, one, just because I'm a facilitator and I, you know, I get the tools. I get to be present, I get to be on the other side, I get to see it and perceive it and ask questions and that's fun for me. But two, like, I've been there. I've been in these places where you keep trying to create something and you can't seem to get to it. You don't know what to change, seems like, you know, and the tools that you're using are not changing the incessant mulling thing that you're like doing in your own head, right? So I wanted to talk about this and and give us some, uh, hi Frank Fridella, hi Eleanor, give us some tools that we can use for our head tripping selves, okay? So who on this live is a head tripper? <laughs> and if you don't know, if you ruminate over and over and over on shit, over and over and over and over and over and over and over, you're a head tripper. And what this means is like you're, you're actually just trying to get it right. Anytime we're head tripping about something, we're trying to come to the right conclusion, the right decision, the right things, so that we can create a fixed result. That's where head tripping comes from. I want to create this fixed result. I've decided I like it that way. I want to have that thing. And so in my head, I'm going to try to do the things that I'm doing in my thing to try to get the thing, right? And everything that is, is what would, um, is A plus B equals C, right? A plus B equals C, isn't that right? Doesn't A plus B equals C? Isn't that what we were taught, that A plus B equals C? But that's coming from this point of view that life is mathematical that it actually works in a mathematical algorithmic way, and it doesn't. Actually, the way life works is energetic, but we don't always acknowledge that, but that is actually true. Everything is energy, right? So all the ways that we function when we're trying to do A plus B equals C, which equals head tripping, doesn't create in the way that things actually create. And I don't know about you, but I'm interested in actually tapping into the way things actually work because that's gonna make my life easier, okay? I'm a pragmatist. I'm not a woo-woo, I'm pragmatic. I'm like, if the way the universe works is the quantum entanglements, then that's the way I wanna function. But I got, what is, what, how, do you, how do you do the thing, right? How do you, uh, how, So, I know you guys are having some trouble seeing me, just bear with me. You can always go back and watch the uh, recording. Um, I, I think it has something to do with, and so the question is, why didn't they teach us energy then? Yeah, cause, because 
Who teaches that shit? Nobody. We really should have come out with a manual slap to our ass. I keep saying that. Okay, so I'm going to use what you guys sent in and I'm going to talk about how you, what you do with yourself to change this shit, okay? So um, the first person who sent in an email was Rebecca. Miss Rebecca Benatow is changing her America or some fun thing like that, Costa Rica. And she's going to completely change her roommate situation, completely change her living situation. And guess what she's doing right now? She is head tripping a lot about all the things, right? So how much does this go on for you? You want to make a big change. You're choosing the big change. Ruminating and, and things and things and things trying to figure out. And you know what? I may just change locations here because the internet is. Uh, connection is in and out. I know. I'm sorry, y'all. Okay, so. <laughs> so she goes, I'm head tripping my big move and road trip. I just finished a brain dump of everything that I think has to be done onto paper to keep those hundred thoughts from pinging me. So this truly is one of the tools that you can use for yourself. If you are one of those people, here's something you might want to know about yourself. You create things in your head before they ever get out into the world and you create them so fast in your head that many times they don't get out into the world. And then when they do get out into the world, you're trying to control the fixed result that you thought would happen from the things that you thought you should do. And so all of this has to do with desiring and thinking, first of all, buying into the point of view that you can create a fixed result in the first place. So what you gotta do first is like, everything I've projected and expected this is gonna look like, right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay, that's the clearing statement. And you can go to theclearingstatement.com if you don't know what it is. So everything you projected and expected, why? Why, why would you do that? I mean, don't you want that fixed result? Because you can't ever control a fixed result, it's a lie. And when you project and expect that there's gonna be a fixed result, you create, this is what you create with that, separation, judgment, and rejection. There is no other choice from projections and expectations. They are destructive elements. So when you are creating a thing that you do wanna go well, you wanna be the question, which is really, hey, what's it gonna take for this to work out greater than I could possibly imagine? And what am I aware of now is actually required of me? So this thing of like, when you go to choose, when you choose something, you're like, I'm choosing to move, I'm choosing to go on the road. Okay, there's a choice there, right? Now that choice, that is, is a thing. It's a thing. It's already created by your choice. Choice creates, so it's a thing. Now is the walking out of the actualizing that thing in the world. And this is true of any fucking thing. This is true when you choose to write a book, you choose to create a program, you choose to have a baby, you choose to get married. It exists already. And I think that's part of the frustration with us as humanoid beings. And if you don't know what a humanoid is, make sure you email me, I will, I will tell you private message me, we are so fast. So when we choose it, it's created. So it's almost like the walking out of the steps are, are like the slow part, right? Like we already know it's, it's there, it's already, but then there's all these steps in between, right? So, so you have to trick yourself into being more space. And part of it is like, just dump your brain. I love that she said that. I'm just dumping my brain of all the things that I think I should do. 
dump them, but get that those are the things you think you should do. Some of them are gonna be required, some of them aren't gonna be required, some of them you are to take care of now, some of them you can take care of later, but if you do that, that's actually gonna relieve you of all of your shoulds, all of your projections, all of your expectations, get them out of your head, okay? Um, but the second thing is like, what's actually required of me today is a question I function from constantly. And then you have to add things to your life. So we have this really incredible capacity for creation. And if we're not, I'm serious about this. If you don't keep yourself busy, you will create shit and you'll create shit with really, really wonderful things. You'll just create it. It will just occur. Um, so even in the process of a big move, what can I add to my life that would actually be fun? And maybe it's stuff in the new place. Maybe it's um, having dinner with more people. Maybe it's doing more bars exchanges, whatever it is. Because in that transition period, you can create yourself into a stressful place really, really easily based on your projections and expectations. And that ain't so fun. All right. Unless it is. Okay. Heather messaged me. And if you guys have any questions about this, feel free to put them in the comments. She goes, what am I head tripping about? Where do I even start? And she goes, I keep getting on the hamster wheel of why aren't the things I've been asking for actualizing? When will I get through this and have a joyful, phenomenal life again? And what more do I have to do to find, achieve, and actualize the life I've been asking for and working towards? Okay, does anybody relate to that? Like, why are the things I've been asking for actualizing? So. I'm going to take what she wrote here and I'm going to pull it apart because when you are facilitating yourself, which I'm about to start a class, becoming a great facilitator of yourself, it starts tomorrow, you're invited. It is going to, we are going to dive deep into how do you facilitate yourself into a space where everything's possible? Everything that sticks us is a lie and a limitation that isn't true. Everything. So in something like, why aren't the things I've been asking for actualizing? What's actually going on with that question? First of all, there's an assumption in that question that they aren't actualizing. We've already assumed that they aren't actualizing. And now it's like, well, well the, there's a problem here. The things that I'm asking for aren't actualizing, so why? So we've already made a conclusion and a judgment and a decision that they aren't actualizing. I would a thousand percent bet if I chatted with Heather and I asked her, hey, is that actually true? that it would be a no. And now I don't have to have Heather in front of me to know that because I can just ask, well, hey, is that actually true? No. How do I know that? Well, first of all, when she says it, it's heavy. Remember that tool? What's light for you is true for you and what's heavy is a lie. So when I said that, I said it like it was a fact, right? This is a tool I've been using with myself a fucking fuck ton is I said that like it was a fact. I said, why aren't the things I've been asking for actualizing? I just said that like it was a fact, like they're not actualizing. Is that actually true? Is it a fact that they're not actualizing? Are there things showing up that I've asked for that I haven't yet acknowledged? And what have I actually asked for? And did I really ask for them? Did I choose them, right? Like that one question I, or that one statement, I said that like it was a fact, will get you to start to look at, I, I did just say that like, is, is it a fact? Is it a fact that I'm shitty at relationships? Is it a fact that he's blah, 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 right? starting to get to look at those things that we just state in the shape of a question, not really a question, as if they're true, as if there's nothing else that is true, right? Why aren't the things I've been asking for actualizing? So the other thing that I look at with all of that is, one, one is it true? Two, are there things actualizing that I haven't yet acknowledged? Three, with the things that I thought I asked for, did I? 
every single time, every single time that I've ever looked at something that I thought I asked for and I asked, did I actually ask for it? It was always a no. The universe gets on board with you when you choose something and you ask, you actually ask like, hey, what is it gonna take? What is it gonna take for me to be willing to live the energy of what I'd like my life to be so that it can show up for me in totality? What is that gonna take? Guess what the universe shows you? What's it gonna take? It shows you what it's gonna take. It shows you, puts things in your path that are actually gonna invite you to being and choosing and having that thing that you'd like to have as your life, right? It, when you're actually asking, the universe supports that. So thing number one, thing number two, sometimes I ask for things that take a minute. <laughs> What's it gonna to take to institute and actualize a $2 million revenue business a year, right? I actually don't know how long that takes. If I put time into the equation, I'm limiting it. So I'm like, hey universe, what is this gonna take? Guess what the universe is gonna give me? What it's gonna take. You're asking, right? Now, I've just gotta be willing to commit to that choice. I'm having that. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what it takes. If it takes me five years, 10 years, 20 years, 35 years, I don't give a fuck. That's what I'm having. That for me becomes the energy that the universe can then support because that's a choice to have it. So are you being that with what you're asking for? Are you being that energy? Or is it like, well, it'd be really nice if blah, 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 blah. It'd be really nice if I could go to classes and it'd be really nice if I had more money. What is the energy that you're being with your asks? Are you having them no matter what it takes? Or are you being something else? See, the, the universe speaks energy, it doesn't speak English. So that you gotta look at what your energy you're being. You gotta look at what you're actually being with things. If you'd actually like things to change. So this is something else that I look at with myself that if I'm saying, I can do this a lot with a lot, I have a few areas of my life where I will say, oh yeah, it's gonna be different, it's gonna be different, it's gonna be, and it's never different. Cause I'm not actually choosing anything different and I'm not actually really asking. And I already know that, but I'm not acknowledging it, right? So I also have to look at when things aren't showing up the way I say that I want. Um, do I actually really want this to be different? Truth, self. Cause the only thing that makes things show up different in your life is when you're willing to be honest with yourself. That's it. And we lie to ourselves all the goddamn time. Oh my God. And then we try to sell that shit to other people constantly. That's where this whole being a great facilitator of yourself comes in. Like how honest are you willing to start being with yourself so that you can have the life that you want? Cause really you got to get honest with, well, no, I don't really, I don't really want, I actually don't desire that. I think I should desire that. It makes sense that I should desire that. I want to want to do that, but no, it's actually really working for me to be broke as fuck or whatever it is. Right. Um, and so the other thing she asks is, when will I get through this and have a joyful, phenomenal life again? Which means that you are putting on hold your choice for happiness for whatever it is you think you have to do be in replacement of it. Happiness is a choice and you can have happiness no matter what's going on in your life if you're willing. You can have happiness with a shitty mom, you can have happiness with no money, you can have happiness with, it's a choice. It may not feel like a choice, but it is actually a choice. And one of the things that really changed that for me was a conversation that I heard in the class, happiness is just a choice, which is a class, an access consciousness class. And I was listening to morning number two on the recording. And Gary was having a really, really cool conversation with one of the class participants who had come into class that morning, like crying, just sobbing, you know? And sometimes with all of this, change that we're choosing that occurs sometimes your body is just releasing stuff other times there's you're you're buying into 
a sadness, a story. And anytime there's a deep sadness or a deep grief, there's a story being told. There's a story being bought. Bodies release, bodies cry, that happens. But there's a different thing with sadness that is, is actually the purchasing of a story around which you create all of these feelings. And um, that's what was happening. And so he just started talking to her about this. And one of the things that came out of that conversation was like, how, how aware have you always been of sadness in the world? And for her, it had started when she was really, really little. And what happens is we come into this world, this, onto this planet as super aware beings. Like so aware that we cannot tell the difference between our stuff and anybody else's stuff. There is no separation. And so if you, like in my family, if I came into a family that was really big into depression and criticism and anger, suppressed anger and visible anger. And so I didn't know I was aware. I just had the awareness of all this stuff. And I remember having this conversation with my friend Stephanie about, I kept trying to figure out what I was trying to do with anger. I noticed this trend where I kept choosing partners that were suppressed, suppressed angry or just blatantly angry and it started to become a trend and I was like, what am I trying to do here? And she, it just came down to, well, how aware have you always been of anger? And I'm like, super aware. It's like I have a super awareness for anger. And I always thought that it was mine. And so this thing of like, when will I get through this and have a full joyful phenomenal life again? you have to be willing to start to acknowledge how aware you are of everything around you. Because happiness is always a choice that you have. And to circle back around to my story about listening to happiness is just a choice and I heard the story about how aware I am, I really, really got that I had been buying into dynamically the unhappiness that was like rampant around me. And I'd made that real. It felt real, I was aware of it. I hadn't asked, is this mine? And I also hadn't chosen what I was gonna be with my life, no matter what was going on around me. Cause that's this kind of part two. It's like, who does this actually belong to? Not me, okay. What would I like to choose to be here? What's my reality with life? Is it that it's hard? Is that really my reality? Is, and my reality is a chosen reality. It's not like something I have to go find and discover. It's chosen. Is that actually what I wanna be with my life? Like, what is my, what's, if I were truly being me here, you know, with all the things, what would I choose? Well, for me, it's all of life really does come to me with ease, joy, and glory. That, that's really true. Even when I'm low on money, all of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. That When I look at how my life really works, that is my natural state. So I, that day, looked at this and I was like, none of this belongs to me, and what would I like to choose to be? And I literally, my whole life changed from that moment. I've looked at that moment since then and I'm like, I made a choice that has flavored the rest of my days since then and that was almost four months ago. And now I wake up and I'm like, okay, stuff's going on, cool. Well, I'm having a pretty, I'm, I'm gonna choose to be happy. And it's not hard anymore because it's just an acknowledgement of the way that I actually am in the world. My, then this is again with the tool of what's light for you is true for you and what's heavy is a lie. If the things that you think you have to get through before you can choose the lightness are heavy, they're lies, they're not yours. And then the, and the, and the lie that goes with that is that I have to get through the heavy to get to the lightness. Is that true? Is that light? What if you can just choose to be the lightness? Is that gonna piss some people off? Sure. You gonna lose some people? Yeah. 
course. I mean, who, who wants those people anyway? The people that I always lose, the people that I lose when I choose lightness are the people that function from the most judgment and the most unhappiness. Well, that's terrible. Universe, will you bring me more people that function from lightness than happiness, please? I will have that. Okay. And she goes, what more do I have to find, achieve, and actualize to have the life I've been asking for and working towards? And really, you guys, there's just a few really simple keys here, really. It's, you've got to be willing to look at and acknowledge what you are actually creating, because it's never true that nothing is showing up. And also really get that you're not only a seeker, you're a finder. And that when you choose something, it will show up. It will. That is how it works. You've got to know that though. You've got to actually practice the knowing of that. Practice perceiving, being, knowing, and receiving what it is you've asked for and what it is that is actually showing up. Another question you can ask is, is what I've been asking for showing up in a totally different way? Okay, so how is it showing up? How did I decide it should show up and how is it showing up? And then, um, and then what can I add? What can I add, right? So like my thing of like having a two million, five million, $20 million access business, it's like, okay, is that showing up today? No, am I putting it, am I putting in pieces of that puzzle? Am I putting in pieces that are actually gonna support the growth of that into the future today? Yeah. And so I'm functioning from the space of, I'm having that. That is going to, that is occurring. It, it already exists. Are you functioning from the place where what you're asking for already exists or are you doubting it and killing it with your doubt and your fear, which are something called distractor implants. They're not real, but you can kill things with them easily. So are you functioning from that place where like, I know this business already exists. I just simply have to keep walking towards it and keep asking it. And what can I add today? And what can I add today? And if I were creating a $5 million business today, what would I add and who would I add? And how else would I be functioning with this? And how, how out of control am I actually willing to be? And, and what else can I add to my life so that I can keep adding generative energies and also generative choices and generative things that can actualize and generative things that can bring in more money. And, and all of this begins to do this thrum and begins to actualize as the thing I already know it is. Are you being that with what you're asking for and choosing? Or are you being something else? This is where becoming a great facilitator of yourself comes in of really looking at where am I truly functioning here? And most of the time we don't want to see that. We don't tend to want to see where we're functioning completely from destroying everything. We don't want to see where we're functioning from this deep internal judgment of ourselves. We don't want to see those things. But once you're willing to be with them and see them and know them, you can make another choice. And guess what's underneath all the things you think are so fucked up about you that you don't want to look at? more greatness and I can tell you that all day long and you'll only know it when you know it but are you willing to start being honest with yourself about what you're truly creating there's what you say and then the energy that you're being and the energy that you're being is what the universe is supporting because the universe speaks energy so what are you really being that's creating all of the things that are showing up in your life and with the head tripping that, that you go to, and this was really what the show was about, is basically anything from here up isn't yours, okay? So if it's happening in your head up here, first of all, you became aware of something and then you took it and you ran with it and you bought it, okay? It's not actually yours. 
This right here tends to be the center of where we be. When you're being, when you are out in nature or when you are um, with a baby or you've got a new puppy or you know those places and spaces where you don't have anything going on in your head anymore, that's where you're being. Being, knowing, perceiving, and receiving is the space from which everything is possible. Head tripping is, where the is the space where everything is impossible. It's the space where you're gonna to try to compute a fixed result, you're gonna to try to figure out something that is not figure outable, you're gonna fuck yourself over everything from here up. And none of it's actually yours. So the biggest tool that I can give you from this particular live is that thought, wait, who does that actually belong to? Is that mine? That thought, who does that actually belong to? Is that mine? That emotion, who does that actually belong to? Is that mine? That point of view, who does that actually belong to? Is that mine? And beginning to just get an awareness of, once you acknowledge that it's not yours, it dissipates. That's what happens with anything that's actually true. When it's true, it's just like, or when it's a lie. Sorry, this is the opposite. When it's a lie, it'll just disappear. When you buy it as yours, it feels really solid. When, it's, when you acknowledge that it's not yours, it goes, and so, you know, you might be functioning from a lot of lies. It might take a minute. What kind of peace and ease would you like to have with your life? Do you want to just keep living up here? Is that fun? It might be. That might be something you get to acknowledge. It's really fun for me living up in my head. But it may be that you'd like to have a different reality with the creation of your life and have more peace and ease. And if you'd like to, there's ways to do that. And this is one of the most epic ways. So if you want more of this conversation, we're going to deep dive. We're going to do a 10-part 10, 10 class. And I am like, I'm ec ecstatic. I can't wait for these conversations. And you can uh, ping me for the link to that. And um, if you got anything out of it, I'd be really, really grateful if you share it. That's one of the ways these things get out there. And, you know, what would it take for all the seekers to, to, to start to find and to acknowledge that they're finders? What would it take for you to acknowledge that you're a finder? When you seek, you find. If you start to acknowledge that you're a finder, it will change the way you look at asking because there will be a different support inside of you for you. That's all I got today. I adore your guts. I love your guts. I'm grateful for your guts. And I hope to see your guts on my live next week. And I hope to see you in the class. And if I don't, I will see you somewhere in the world. Bye.